0: Part 2, Our Government is Cooking the Books and Lying about Medicare and Medicaid. I am a CPA with 59 years experience in healthcare ranging from cost accountant, to consultant, to licensed healthcare administrator, to owner of skilled nursing homes, to author and now podcaster regarding healthcare and politics. During that time, as a consultant with Arthur Anderson & Company and Blue Cross of America helped to roll out Medicare and Medicaid in the 1960s, and with CPA firms in the 70s and 80s then having my own CPA firm that served skilled nursing homes, nationally. My wife, son and I assisted our hundreds of clients, using our AI software, to appeal Medicare denial so the patient could get their 100 days of restorative care and return home. We were able to assist 140 skilled nursing facilities, to utilize Medicare Part A, to restore 40,000 patients and discharge them home, saving the Medicaid program millions, if not billions, for properly getting the traditional Medicare coverage, in spite of denials of coverage. We never lost an appeal, because of the documentation our system provided to prove coverage, due to medical severity and complications requiring skilled interventions. The problem in reality, is the huge government bureaucracy, cannot manage a program of any sort, let alone the most important service commitment there is, the health and welfare of our senior citizens. Privatizing our healthcare insurance, and delivery of skilled care, must be shifted as affordable delivered costs the old-fashioned way, economize on getting the beneficiaries well and back home, aging in place, until they are ready for congregate care. This is diabolical for future healthcare services, because the costs will climb because the 77 million baby boomers are not healthy and the services required, supposedly to paid for by Medicare, will not be there. More will be left at home to die, under the academic theory of aging in place, or in real terms stay at home to die. Solution, stop lying to Americans particularly the aging American. Medicare and Medicaid and Obamacare aren't what you are told. They aren't funding the best healthcare in the world. In fact, America is the highest in cost per patient but 38th in quality. Singapore is number one in quality and lowest in cost per patient. Of course, nothing is a guarantee, except the fact that healthy Americans have a better quality of life and aging, than do the 117 million who have been diagnosed to have one or more chronic disease codes. And guess what? those codes are devised to cut Medicare costs not to prevent, cure or restore anybody or anything but the federal healthcare budget. So, if the budget is the way the monopsony game is played, why not privatize healthcare, let each American fund and pay their own healthcare bills, and hold the providers accountable for outcomes, not just their incomes. This is called self-health, shift the paradigm to self-health insurance funding trust. How does that work? Much like Social Security, each American has their own self-health funding trust account, that is funded, by withholding from our paychecks, up to 5%, matched by our employer, that over an average work life of 45 years, totals approximately $3 to $5 million. Then using an average return on our investment of 6% the money put aside to pay provider claims will accumulate a return on its average balance. If the account goes negative there are safety nets in place to loan the money to the beneficiary. The investment being in a mutual self-health insurance company, that uses the money to pay claims and invest the surplus, in the stock and or bond market. This way, the 40% overhead currently added on the cost of care being run by the monopsony, we save $1 trillion per year in wasted administrative resources, funding the payroll cost of the bureaucrats, who police and deny claims, that will restore the elderly seniors back to health, to make aging in place feasible. Everyone wins, and we have a formula for reducing the size of the bloated monopsony government, of special money ticks interests. Do you believe Congress is obligated to fulfill their promises to senior citizens? If so, you need to vote for the American Enterprise Party as the swing vote for balancing the books and Medicare and Medicaid budget and while draining the swamp of woke alligators. This third party break the two-party gridlock and pull the extremes of both parties towards the middle road of common sense legislation based on the America constitution. Good afternoon, America.
1: Uh, this is Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. podcast is called The American Enterprise Party. Uh, we started with an episode yesterday about the government is lying to us, cooking the books, and hiding the truth. This episode is about the Social Security Medicare trust funds again that we indicated yesterday have been drained of cash by the general fund borrowing for funding of uh, things other than healthcare and retirement. The trust funds don't have real money saved in them. It only uh, has government issued IOUs as we indicated, because 2.6 trillion has been borrowed from the trust funds. Social Security, and Medicare are running deficits each year. The recipients, recipients or beneficiaries can expect to see their benefits cut by as much as 23% by failing government, taketh away. Senior citizens faithfully paid into the trust funds. A trust fund means that it cannot be touched for any other purpose than what the law and the regulations indicate. Well, clearly that hasn't been the case. So do you believe Congress at all? Do you believe your president? Do you believe um, the media? Do you believe Fox News, CNN, or even me? Gets to the point where you don't know who to believe. We've uh, got a problem. The government has promised way beyond its means to fulfill the economic and financial obligations. If you wanna check it out, go to the USA, the US, sorry, usdebtclock.com. That has some of the most comprehensive and um, scary financial figures on each Uh, click, and there are many for the federal government, for each state government, for each world, uh, I mean, each country around the world, uh, in a comparative way, showing uh, one president against the other in terms of their results. Are you uh, tired of hearing these ads on every channel or stream down service to switch Medicare from existing traditional part A and part B Medicare to what they call advantage programs, part C. What does this mean? Well, uh, my background is, is healthcare. I should probably just read you a little bit about my background before I jump right into this. I'm a CPA with 59 years experience in healthcare, ranging from an accountant to consultant to licensed healthcare administrator to owner of skilled nursing homes and writer of nine books on healthcare. The latest being Healthcare for All, if you wanna check it out, it was just released by um, Page Turner Press and Media. As a consultant for Arthur Anderson, uh, we helped and and managed uh, the rollout of Medicare and Medicaid for Blue Cross of America and the federal government. This was in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Then I uh, started my own CPA firm. I'd been a partner in two previous firms as their healthcare expert and uh, liaison with the federal and state governments on Medicare and Medicaid. So I started my own CPA firm that serves skilled nursing homes around the country. My wife, son and I assisted 140 some facilities utilizing our artificial intelligence caregiver management software to appeal debt, uh, Medicare denials so the patients could get their 100 days of restorative care and return home. <clears throat> what is AI software? Well, we uh, after I had uh, been consulting with hospitals for 10, 15 years and had discovered on my first trip to uh, St. John St. John's Hospital in Springfield, Illinois in 1975, that the hospitals did not have a cost accounting system. And we were being asked or directed by the rules and regulations for Medicare that the hospitals had to report their costs. Didn't indicate on what basis, but their costs, so they could be reimbursed cost plus a markup of 5% for, for profit. Well, when I made my first inquiry of the administrator at this 400-bed hospital, could I see their cost accounting records? I was told that they didn't have cost accounting records. They had uh, disbursements. They had a budget. They had a receipts. They had a cash basis accounting system. They weren't accruing at that point their ob- all their obligations. They were accruing their revenues and and sending bills out, but that only fed the cash basis budget, which in most instances was running at a deficit. So uh, we were able to assist 140 skilled nursing facilities over the years to utilize Medicare Part A to restore some 40,000 patients and discharge them home, saving the Medicaid program millions if not billions, for properly getting the traditional Medicare coverage in spite of denials of coverage. The problem in reality is the huge government bureaucracy that cannot manage a program of any sort, let alone the most important service commitment there is, the health and welfare of our senior citizens. Privatizing our healthcare insurance and delivery must be shifted to the private sector that must follow the rules and regulations as originally passed. Save, cost, the old fashioned way. Economize on getting the beneficiaries well and back home to age in place until they are ready for congregate care. Okay, well, how are we gonna do this? Um, As I said before, are you tired of hearing the ads on every channel? or stream down service to switch Medicare from Part traditional Part A and B to Part C. What is Part C? Well, Part C is, is a, a insurance program, Medicare insurance program that promises everything and delivers far less than it is required by law. What does this mean? Our Medicare financing is in trouble, as it has been from the 1970s when the, when the intermediaries who are insurance companies uh, paying claims for uh, the federal government Medicare program started uh, requesting records and proof of a claim and were denying up to 50% of the claims, of the Part A claims for an inpatient hospital stay in the 70s 80s and 90s it's a part of the derivative bubble that inflated that is inflated by bs as well as speculation medicare is based on on a premise that america can afford anything and everything regardless of the cost and outcome what is medicare Uh, what is part c in managed medicare that is a hoax it's promising, free everything, and you will find that it doesn't pay for most anything. It's either drags it out, they deny the claims, or they force you to have to um, go to court, which you're not going to win because it takes a $400 attorney to handle the case, and the government you have to you can only sue them on a specific claim. You can't sue them as a uh, group, um, as, as many other uh, lawsuits are done, class action I mean. The pitch to a senior, to get seniors to switch their traditional Medicare to an Advantage program with all those free services is based on your zip code. What in the hell does a zip code got to do with your Medicare insurance? They say it's to improve your coverage for everything from free meals to condoms, which I'm kidding, when will seniors need them? When and if, okay, that's fictitious, but the Advantage Program is not managed care as our big brother government spends it. It's clearly managed cost. So these things that are touted to be free are to get you uh, enticements to get you off of traditional Medicare that does have to pay for the seniors, a hundred day stay in a hospital, well, it's up to 90 days in the hospital and hundred days in a skilled nursing facility. Well, by using your zip code and to determine your coverage, there is a discount and refund of Part B Medicare based, Medicare based on the concept of population healthcare groupings why is this well they're 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 managing medicare on the basis of not individual claims or cures or getting people better outcomes is what that's called no what the heck is that believe me it isn't fauci science it's a contrived uh, method to move every senior off of traditional medicare because it isn't affordable to a Medicare Advantage program offered by some 20 or 30 different insurance companies that is contrived to cut benefits. manage costs, not manage care. The government is lying on every ad. From no- November to December 7th of every year, Big Brother tells seniors they can get all these free benefits by giving up traditional Medicare so they can have the insurance companies, I call that the brotherhood, and the government is big brother cut the benefit from 100 days to 20 days in a skilled nursing facility why would they do that because hospitalization and skilled nursing care has a uh, has a 179 dollars coinsurance that will kick in and the part c program uh, does not have that co, co- co-pay But the Part C program will not pay, and private pay must pick up. They won't pay after the 20th day, and the private pay must pick that up. They then have to buy a supplementary insurance to be able to cover that. So that's outside the Medicare funding. It's private pay. In effect, this reduces the government's coverage by 80% for the 44 million recipients or trillions of dollars over the next decade. In Part C, Advantage Medicare, our seniors will get will not get the proper health care in an average length of stay of two to four days hospital stay and only a short stay in a nursing home before having to pick up their own care or go on Medicaid. To get Medicaid, they must have to prove they are indigent have spent their own money down to a burial fee, so they basically become a welfare case. This is millions of Medicare M- Medicare patients are going on Medicaid, but they have to spend down their money to get it. So what's been happening in the past? Well, the kids who want their money want, want to hide what they get before they go on Medicaid. Well, the government has a five-year waiting period that you have to have before you can get Medicaid. So many people sit in the nursing home spending all their money getting substandard care because the government doesn't pay for restorative care at this point. After the 20th day, and are broke and will sit in their wheelchairs in a warehouse environment until they die. This is a fraudulent transfer of the cost that traditional Medicare should pay for to the private resources and forces seniors into spending down their estate to being indigent, dependent on state and federal welfare called Medicaid. Federal government pays half of the Medicaid bill and uh, the states are paying half. But that care is not to restore people. It is basically custodial care until people die. That's why the nursing homes are understaffed and underserving the elderly because they aren't paid sufficiently to keep them maintained so they can feed themselves, walk around, go to activities, have a chance to visit a home uh, or possibly a return home in a aging and place setting, which the government in their dream world says they're going to convert everybody to an aging and placed environment where they don't have to be in the nursing homes. Well, good luck with that. That's a one-on-one for cost. It's not congregate living. Since 1975, Medicare part A has denied claims on skilled nursing homes, buildings, for almost, well, that would be 50 years, for more, and and they denied the claims if they were for more than 20 days, trying to deny 80 days in the benefit period, costing the private sector billions of dollars in long-term care fund funding. So it's coming out of, of the patient's estates that goes into the hands of the corporate Medicaid chains that make money off, not off of care, but off of congregate housing. Whoever went to a nursing home for housing? Well, that's where you will be when you run out of money. They're housing you for Medicaid money. That's why the care as far as restoring you and getting you better isn't ever there. Forcing the beneficiaries to be discharged from the hospital and nursing homes or warehoused in nursing homes with horrible results. Why? Read my lips. To save Medicare and the federal budget. This has resulted in Medicare seniors being forced on Medicaid and trapped in nursing homes on Medicaid for the rest of their lives. How would I know this? Because I've been in this for close to 60 years and um, became an expert on what Medicare and Medicaid should pay for and the results they should get and seeing where that wasn't happening because it's all about cost, not care. It's about a code, uh, not outcome. It's for income, not outcome. In effect, using diagnosis, procedure and zip codes, the monopsony, which is a one buyer market, no one talks about it. Uh, this being healthcare being a monopsony. They call it a monopoly. No, a monopsony is where the buyer, which is basically the federal and state governments, pay uh, for all the costs, whether they're adequate or not, or whether they get an outcome or not. They pay for Medicare and Medicaid through insurance companies, or Obamacare, which is through just another shift into the uh, insurance um Agencies and then to Medicaid. Only pays what the bureaucrats decide to pay to avoid bankrupting the Medicare and Medicaid facade insurance. So, in other words, somewhere in that huge uh, bloated federal and state budgets, there is this thing called Medicare and Medicaid and Obama care supplements. Those rates are all based on algorithms. In terms of what they pay the providers, that deprives the beneficiaries of their hundred days of recovery time, so they can get out of a skilled nursing home, or and be transferred to another despicable nursing home, or die. As and the families do not have to participate or supplement uh, when a patient is in a nursing home on Medicaid, but. The patient, of course, has to have spent all their assets down to a burial fee of $2,500. As for the nursing homes, they are the last provider on the monopsony money chain for health care and are blamed for poor care and wasted lives sitting on wheelchairs. Well, that's, that's the scenario. It's not right. It can be fixed. We actually were on our way to fixing it. And I'll tell you that story when I get through with this. Episode two. This is diabolical for future health care services because the cost will climb uh, as the 77 million baby boomers who are not healthy go on Medicare. And they're going on at the rate of 7,000 a day. Going on Medicaid at the rate no, ten thousand a day. They're going, they're going on Social Security at the rate of ten thousand a month, supposedly to pay for Medicare and their retirement. That will not be there. More will be left at home to die under the academic theory of aging in place. What in the world is aging in place? That means we go directly from the hospital to home, and you receive all your services at home by home care. That includes therapies, uh, food, clothing, uh, call activities of daily living. And if you're fully uh, dependent, which most of these people are by that time, then it requires almost 24 hours care. Or in real terms, stay at home to die. This academic Harvard-based theory of everybody wants to stay home until they die is couched on by people that have never been in acute care and then subacute care and then skilled nursing and relegated to the bed or the wheelchair. Solution. Stop lying to Americans, particularly the aging American. Medicare and Medicaid and Obamacare aren't what you're, you're told. They aren't funding the best healthcare in the world. In fact, well, in fact, the pa- pandemic shows they aren't. America is the highest in cost per patient uh, day episode, but 38th in quality. Singapore, a country of 5 million, is number one in quality and the lowest in cost per patient. I wonder why that is. Well, they're utilizing the system that I'm gonna propose later which is called self-health care. Of course, nothing is a guarantee except the fact that healthy Americans have a better quality of life and aging than do the 117 million who have been given a diagnosis code. (coughs) Diagnosed to have one or more chronic diseases. Now dry eye is a chronic disease. Anything and everything that can think up to build a Medicare program for using a diagnosis code they will create. Who are they? That's the providers, the hospitals, under the guise of the um, Department of Health and Human Services that's responsible for this humongous mistake. And guess what? Those codes are devised to cut Medicare costs, not to prevent, cure, or restore anybody or anything but the federal health care budget and state budgets now, because it all ripples down to the state being required for half of the Medicaid costs. So if the budget is on, is the way the monopsony game is played, why not privatize health care and let each American fund their own, pay and fund their own health care bills and hold the providers accountable for outcomes, not just their incomes. Right now, there's no accountability on a diagnosis because that's an that's, uh, input. Uh, 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 it's not even a problem. It's an input category of payment. Why would they pay you in advance when they should be paying you for an outcome? Well, because the providers need income to operate. Well, they're a business. Who gets paid before they even deliver the product? And if it's of low quality or the patient dies... They're not even accountable for that unless they get sued. Hold the providers accountable for outcomes, not just their incomes. What does that mean? Well, a diagnosis for a stroke, they're using that as a product description. There is a payment for a patient in the hospital is based on the length of stay and algorithms that average out old cost reports to determine how much they're gonna pay for a stroke of four and a half days. If if the doctor gets them out in two and a half days, the hospital still gets paid for four and a half days. Each input diagnosis has a designated length of stay and they get paid that whether the patient's there or not. So what do they do? They send that patient as soon as possible to to the skilled nursing home. The poor skilled nursing home gets them and they're supposed to have 100 days, and it's not based upon uh, subacute uh, rates, it's based upon the typical nursing home rate, which is about one-fifth of what the hospital gets. So, of course, they are understaffed, they don't have enough money to provide these patients that they get early with subacute care, such as respiratory care, ventilations, ventilators, uh, any type of, of pneumonia, the the providers are required by the law and regulations to send them back to the hospital. But the hospital then sends them right back. And then they called uh, uh, frequent flyers, and then Medicare is now fighting both the hospital and nursing home if they have too many frequent flyers. And and uh, Cuomo or, uh, himself was sending them back to the uh, pandemic patients, back to the Nursing home and requiring that they stay there and killed off some 17,000 in the process and tried to hide it. Well, who's going to be accountable for this screw up? We have to do it through provider incomes. They have to be paid for outcomes, not just a diagnosis. We have now, we used to have 6,000 diagnosis codes that they played the game with. Now we got 17,000. Now we have 77,000 diagnosis codes that are used for billing. Well, what the hell is used to measure whether they get people better or or uh, cure anything or uh, are cost efficient or have not have too many staff that don't do anything? There is no measurement of cost by episode in any healthcare provider. They don't keep the records for that. They don't want to know it. They don't want anyone to know it because it's where we could improve the care, lower the cost, and have accountable quality of life healthcare. Well, how's this going to happen? How's it ever going to happen with this huge monolith sitting there that spends 4.2 trillion a year? A trillion of it could be saved by just keeping people at home and and then uh, bringing, bringing in their own providers and paying for it privately and get better care. This program that I, I'm proposing here is called Self-Health, Shift the Paradigm to Self-Health Insurance Funding Trust. Shift is Self-Health Insurance Funding Trust. Well, how does that work? Well, it's much like Social Security. Each American has their own self-help account that is funded by withholding from their paychecks 5%, around 5%, matched by their employer over an average work life of 45 years, totals $3 to $5 million, using an average return of investment of 6%. They're going to have their own savings account that generates uh, revenue, interest, interest income, the investment being in a mutual self-health insurance company, that would be the new health service, mutual self-health insurance company, builds a whole new uh, fragment, uh, segment in healthcare that uses the money to pay claims and invest a surplus in the stock market and or bond market. This way, the 40% overhead currently added on the, the cost of care being run by the monopoly government state and federal, we save a trillion dollars per year in wasted resources, funding the payroll costs of the bureaucrats who police and deny claims that will restore the elderly seniors back to health and make aging in place feasible. So we shot ourselves in the foot again. You know, wake up. Post office can't even run a business. We got the, the biggest business in the world being run by bureaucrats and insurance companies and attorneys and Wow, this boggles my mind. And my proposal, which is in my book, "Healthcare for All," everyone wins, and we have a formula for reducing the size of the bloated, monopsony government of special interests. Well, that's a mouthful. Um, I have recorded this for two segments, and I'm going to. Uh, offer those on the same two uh, um, titles. So if you listen to this one, you may not have to listen to the next one because it goes on, because I didn't have enough room in the written portion of the episode. So I had to split it. But anyway, that's what I have for you today. I'm gonna continue to report uh, not only politics, but how healthcare has to change. It's a big factor in why our federal and state budgets are blown and uh,
0: and are insolvent. The USA debt limit is no limit at all. As the swamp gets deeper and USA debt limit grossly understates financial reality, according to the debt clock, www.usedebtclock.org. That shows the books and budget are being cooked by the red and the blue political parties. What is the real debt limit? Nancy Pelosi proposes $28 trillion, will be enough and McConnell acquiesced. In fact, it is a budgetary figure that doesn't include accrued liabilities, for obligations created by laws passed over the last 50 years. Debt is defined, according to Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, GAAP, as assets minus liabilities equals surplus or accumulated deficits. For the books and reporting to the public, Congress uses a budgetary system of cash-in and cash-out reporting, against the debt limit. So, the government books are cooked, Because it doesn't include obligations incurred. The facts, using GAAP, are reported on the debt clock in my books, The American Enterprise Party Trilogy. Ironically, in researching and writing my books, I found that even China is considering the use of generally accepted accounting principles, GAAP, in keeping their books, in carrying out their plan to destroy American democracy. The accumulated deficit for the preceding 50 years, of borrowing to pay trillions of dollars of government payroll, currently 22 million government workers, with pensions, is $158 trillion. Federal income taxes, since Roosevelt, have never paid all of the operating costs of the swamp, but quietly encumbered America. Using the same system as a local drugstore cash register system, of cash taken in minus cash paid out, that represents a surplus or deficit spending, to be covered by borrowing. The difference on USA's books is balanced by borrowing using Fed-issued U.S. treasuries to China, Japan, South Korea, etc. or the U.S. Treasury printing out dollars, with no backing, since taking our monetary system off the gold standard, under Nixon, a colossal cooking of the books and forerunner of bankruptcy in any American enterprise including government. More so now than ever, as the Progressive's $1.9 trillion stimulus, $1.2 trillion infrastructure funding, $3.5 trillion welfare, promises building back bigger government and the Republicans' standby waiting for the 2022 midterms to save America. So, wake, woke, up America, where followers are following the followers into the ghettos of a political crematory. Our concentration camps, are our complacency and apathy in believing Big Brother Biden, that bigger is better, equality is freedom, equity is prosperity, safety is more laws and regulations, security is the brotherhood media, peace, equality and equity is big government control. That's the problem in our inner city ghettos, barely existing in squalor, small underprivileged communities forgotten public schools teaching overthrow, foreign affairs letting in millions of undocumented immigrants. On top of allowing voting scams, that are founded on a false positive, called democracy funded by two-party money ticks. Ask yourself, as a voter who would you pick, a better-red-than-dead pragmatic Republican, or a blue-blood-bleeding-heart phlegmatic Democrat, or, an enterprising market-driven American enterprise party humanitarian, that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy in pursuing the American utopian dream with humanism? Okay, what can enterprising Americans do to resolve this horrendous mistake committed by, principally attorneys and professors, running our great American enterprise, on an unsustainable financial condition, turning the American dream into the American nightmare? Effectively, we need to hire the American Enterprise Party to bail out America, with nothing more than electing the swing vote party to break up the ineffective, unbusiness like Congress. And follow the reorganization plan presented in the American Enterprise Party trilogy, Volume 1, Why Do It, Volume 2 how to do it in Volume 3, who will do it, in bookstores now. Who will do it? Those enterprising Americans, who ultimately pay all the bills of Big Brother and the brotherhood from the wealth earned by the many for the good of the few who run the country of 320 million citizens. We voters are no longer free to voice our opinion, when our friendly Facebook cancels our opinion, on the internet, because they are big enough to fund a political party that will support their right to cancel us. In my books, I warn of this happening in 2084 not 2022 and 2024. I guess we need to wake up now. It didn't happen in 1984 as predicted by George Orwell, when Big Brother had a surveillance system of cameras and a system of finger pointing, like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, to cancel certain dissidents and lovers of freedom. They then were victims of the system of brain drain and a swamp of haters. Most bad government has grown out of too much government, for Thomas Jefferson.